3: is the best of two pros in a couple of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Yeah. Rock, man. Two Uh-oh. pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. Hammers. And wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Monday morning, we appreciate you doing so. We we pre- will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. A uh, little bit. Uh, a hammer little Monday. <laughs> uh, Locker. Going on hi guys, a lot. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Hey, Uh-oh.
4: Um, so uh, how are we feeling here on a Monday, huh? We, uh, hey man, just uh, every single weekend from here on out, we've got football. Yeah, I, I, I can't it? wait. I but, can't wait. By
1: the way, did you see some of the the ratings on the Hall of Fame game? It outdid. I, I think it was uh, the Stanley Cup final, and it outdid um, an NBA Finals game from a couple of years ago. Hmm. The Hall of Fame game. With no starting quarterbacks and no stars playing, we are inundated with football for the next six months. Yeah. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. God, man. Yeah. Josh. And there's and there's somebody out there that doesn't like football. What a loser that guy is. Like, there's somebody out there that has no interest in football. That guy
4: sucks. I'll
1: just say hey, that man, right off the bat. I,
4: I, I learned that last week when I was out of town, and we were, like, filming and doing a bunch of different things. I quickly learned that. Like, you know, and and I don't want this to come off the wrong way because I I do think it's really awesome when people are, like, so into whatever they're into that they don't care about anything else. You know, in this case, it was, you know, film and and television and, like, the cinematography and all the stuff behind the scenes um, that they're so into that and all the little nuances. They don't have, like, they don't have any care or any time for anything else. But then there's also that part where I'm like, God, it's got to be a lonely life. That's got to be a lonely, lonely life you lead.
1: <laughs> like, there's there's Sundays at one Eastern time. we just kind of, yeah, it's a big deal. Just a Sunday at one Eastern. No, you don't get it. There's, there's just, games what everywhere. What are you talk
4: about? I mean, what are you talking about, like, the different audio, like, techniques know. and things, and lighting and all that? I'm like, I, I, I can't do this. I
5: don't know. It's very yeah, bothersome. Sounds interesting to me. Yeah. I sound like I might give up football for that. Actually, oh, I yeah, need to meet okay. this person. Yeah. Well,
1: <laughs> psych. It was more, yeah. Than it was was more than joking. one. I was joking. Psych. Um. <laughs> hey, hey. Can, <laughs> Y'all remember that? Yeah, Y'all remember yeah, psych. That was, uh, that was the uh, that was old that, school. That's eighties.
5: What is that? 80s? Yeah. Yeah, psych. Hey, um, hey So I really am interested in what you're saying, man. <laughs> that sounds really good, man. Send him. Send him for. What, what what was it called cinema photography or
4: cinematography yeah, yeah
5: okay what all that good stuff i'm really into it man let's
1: talk psych yeah <laughs> you remember ah, uh ah, somebody came up with ah, not remember when not was the not, thing? not that one i didn't was not a fan of that at all that but.
5: was more like kind of like snooty though like stuck up yeah psych is ghetto yeah i love psych you know, I grew uh, I grew up in that psych psych era. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, psych, big psych. Wait, so
4: Jonas, Jonas, you weren't a, a fan of any of that.
1: I wasn't a fan of not. I just thought it was a little bit too. Uh, There's like there was a That's tone mean girls club, to it. though. Yeah. That's mean girls like, club, like very valley girlish. Not like oh that that was really cool. Not it just something about it bothered me. Not huh. a big fan. H- how so. did it sound again? Not <laughs> it's just you're kind of good at it. Yeah. <laughs> You do kind of you do you do, to do really well. I'm I just saying you might be a valley girl. I mean valley dude Johnson.
5: Uh, <laughs> sprinkle some on it.
1: So uh, can Kevin Stefanski get a normal training camp? Do you think? Do you think that's no, ever going to happen no. during uh, while he's head coach of the Browns? Because no. uh, if it's not COVID one year, it's uh, last Deshaun. year. Deshaun uh, and then the he's next. dealing with the uh, Deshaun stuff. And then it's we'll, Baker. There's the Baker we'll,
5: part we'll, too. The we'll national have,
4: massage right. therapy. Yeah, right. yeah the right.
1: national th-
5: therapy clinic convention. Yeah. Uh,
4: Got to put his. You guys got to put his quarterback on house arrest so he doesn't find himself roaming the national massage convention in Cleveland. <laughs> and, and now he's
1: got uh, you know one of his running backs, uh, Kareem Hunt. He Ooh. wants some more money. Yeah, he wants more money. Um, How much has he
5: played in the last year or so?
1: Well, he only played eight games yeah, last year. Yeah, wasn't last Because he, was, uh, he, he was, was banged up. A, yeah, he was banged up. And um, I think he had, like, less than – I think he had, like, 70, 75 rushing attempts all year last year. It was mm-hmm. Dearness Johnson, who actually was the second most used back behind Nick Chubb. But then you got Kareem Hunt, who reportedly wanted a new contract. Uh, then he demanded a trade, said he wanted to be traded. And the brand, uh, the Browns are like, not. Nah! And they decided, well, we're not going to be trading <laughs> him. Psych. Psych. It's just – like, Getting out here. At some at some point, do you think Stefanski's looking around going, is it going to be like this every year? Every year there's some issue, there's some problem, something I've got to navigate through with a good roster, and it just – somebody's got some sort of an issue.
4: Hmm. I mean, that's, I guess, life in the NFL in, in some places. I mean, the, look, my experience in Cleveland was that. I mean, there was always something going on. Always, always, always. I mean, it, it didn't matter if it was – player injury and staff, or, um, or if it was something off the field or some other drama going on. There was always something there. Kareem Hunt, though, like this is one of the more interesting careers of any player. His rookie year, he was a Pro Bowl player. Over a 1,000 yards rushing in Kansas City. Life's good. He probably feels like, like this thing's going to take off. It is his next year, you know, not quite as good. But remember, that was where you, you got into the whole off-the-field issue yeah. that happened there in yeah. Ohio. Yeah. Yep. And, and I kind of look back on him thinking, man, he's lucky to be playing based on what took place and what, what came out on video. Like, that was heinous. That was awful. And so Cleveland then gives him an opportunity. And to your guy's point, like, he really hasn't done much since he's been there. And, and that's okay because, I mean, look, the reality is he should be thankful just for what he has. And I think after the deal he signed, he probably wasn't looking to try to break the bank. And I don't know that he can't even make that case now. But he does only have, you know, he is going into the last year of the contract. So I'm sure there's some part of him that's like, dude, I'd love to be here. I'd, I'd like an extension. But if you're not, then just trade me, cut me, something, anything. But it, it is it is an interesting career considering at one point the, the talent that he showcased, and now he sits on a roster, not only behind a guy like DeAndre Johnson that you talked about, Jonas, but Nick Chubb. Who, That's your horse. Yeah, I mean, what? He's probably top three back in the league. Yep. You know, yeah. whoever you want to put up next to him it's probably Derrick Henry, yeah. him, uh, Jonathan Taylor, like those three, I think, based on production. So I I look at it and just go, if it was me going into, first off, my last year of my contract that I wanted to play or, get an ex- or something, I'd be like... Dude, I should have asked for this six months ago. Like, what the hell are you waiting on now? The season's almost here. Now you're going to ask for a trade or an extension? Like, this should have been a conversation way back in March or April.
5: He might have had an epiphany when he was up in that meeting room and out there on that field. That, that, you know, <laughs> that that's, that, that's that. I'm not going to play epiphany. Like, hold on, you got to pay me. You're going to do this. You got to pay me my money. Wait, wait. I'm I'm third on the dirt I'm third on the depth chart. (laughs) You gotta pay? What? Trade me. Trade yeah, trade. Yes, trade me. Like Mm -hmm. he's probably seeing that it ain't gonna work out. It's all it's almost kind of it's interesting to think, is that is that a good is it a good move, like strategically speaking? Like trade me. Like I'm I'm trying to create my value on the open market in terms of my my services. Because I'm not even good enough to be the number two on the depth chart here in Cleveland. Like, I'm going to get out in front of it, like, trade me. They might be ready to release him, let alone give him a new contract.
1: Do you think part of him was like, wait a second. So this guy's got all that going on in his background. He's got all this stuff out there. And you guys gave him $230 million guaranteed. Well, I got a checkered pass, too. Well, why don't why don't don't I get lined up for some cash here? You think he looked at it and said, "Oh, maybe maybe it's a weak spot for it's the possible. organization. <laughs> uh, if they're going to give that guy this type of money, uh, when when do I get mine?" It's possible, but I, I wouldn't be know, that I guy. Know. I wouldn't be yeah. that guy to stretch yeah. it that far. I don't know. By the way, it, it is kind of uh, it is kind of interesting when you bring up his past. Like that was another one the Browns got some pushback for. You remember? I was thinking about that when Brady
4: said it. <laughs> like, you oh. I was thinking about he, when he said got it. That was for it. I. I'll stand by this. I said it back then, all right? Playing in the NFL is not a right. It's a privilege. And some of the guys that, like, get away with what they get away with and still play in the league, they don't seem to understand that. Like, if it was up to me and some of the stuff that goes on, like, these dudes wouldn't be allowed back in the league. I'd be sorry. Go find a job. Go elsewhere. I I don't care what your talent is. I don't care how good you are. Like, I'm all for second chances in life. Not in the NFL, though. Like that—that's the difference. Like, if I was commissioner, I I would be strict as hell on a lot of these guys, and especially with some of the things that we've seen that have happened out there, regardless of the legal system. Like, I I remember we got in the league; it was Roger Goodell's first year, and they talked about protecting the shield and the way he came in and how harsh he was early on. I kind of thought to myself, like, I get it. These are billion-dollar franchises, and this is the biggest, best sport in our country in the. to me, in the world, I know some people will make the case for soccer, but the, the truth—I
5: I go, yeah, go, go cricket. There
4: you go, cricket. I like cricket. The, the truth is, you know, it's it's like I, I just—I I don't really ever see space for. There's too much talent, too many other guys out there who aren't going to do terrible things like like some of these other guys do. And you can go out there and replace them with. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kareem Hunt, prime example. As talented as he is, thousand yards over thousand yards is his, his rookie year showcased all that ability he's never sniffed that since mm. and, and you could say well he hasn't played you know full 16 games and all that and and or started all 16 games hasn't been able to do that or 17 now doesn't matter like i, I he should feel lucky to be playing the league in the first place it's just yeah. a reality to me
1: it's uh two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports you know, radio another sport i really enjoy what's that it's it's this wild horse
5: race that takes place what? it's like it's like the best thing ever It's like you got a you got a team of three guys. Did you learn this up in um, in Cheyenne at the Frontier Days, biggest biggest rodeo in in, in the country. A wild horse in the the world. Listen, I'm telling you, man. You start at the at the start.
4: Song Wild Horses.
5: You start at the start. You guys gotta put on on the uh put on the saddle. You gotta strap the saddle up. The cowboys gotta jump on the horse. Oh you gotta go around the you gotta go around the track and shoot the the uh the targets, targets? Oh, and okay. the first one around they went
1: oh okay no, no i never even heard That's of it it's like that an before. old western movie it's pretty fire. Awesome.
5: it's pretty fire man
1: yeah, yeah. Wild, it's like free that. fire. By the way, the song "Wild Horses" uh, that you, uh, yeah, you actually mentioned. actually, if How we're being honest, go? it
5: was actually a whole bunch of Berto's. i am just say,
4: I'll just say i am just saying. a ton. Hold on, y'all yeah. pulled out the drop on me last week. Yeah, that was that as was bad, bad as that was as bad as it gets. I mean, yeah. that was <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it wasn't that bad considering a what Berto
5: said for burtos. me to respond to him. What
1: do you mean, Lavar? You <laughs> mean a bunch of Dodger fans? Yes, a whole bunch. Well,
5: they weren't Dodgers
4: right <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey Bruno, how's Joey Gallo doing, by the way? Yeah, uh, that dude sucks. <laughs> oh, he insane. is Dodgered out today, too, oh, by yeah. the way. I would be, too, after what
1: they did to the Padres. Uh-huh. Padres make all these moves, and they just get pistol-whipped for three days straight uh, playing the Dodgers. and just Nothing helps. They can't be. What are they like? Uh, the, the Dodgers are, what, 17-2 and two in their last night? Nineteen against the Padres. That's correct. Yeah, something crazy yeah. like that. Um, yeah, the song "Wild Horses." I think that's the song that Buffalo Bill plays mm. in uh, "Silence of the Lambs," where he's yeah. uh, playing a little uh, tuck and go and yeah. uh, dancing in front of the mirror. I'm <laughs> almost positive you, that's the song.
4: Does, how does a song go? Uh,
1: I don't. It's like an 80s song. It's like mm. got like so a, like a weird, how, weird how I can't. I can't. Rem-
5: I know what song uh, that comes to mind in my head when I'm listening to. Or thinking about that wild horse race, it's, it's it's Ring of Fire, you know. I love Ring of Fire. <laughs>
1: yeah, you know? it is. Uh, by the Johnny way. Johnny Cash. Uh, confirmation, it is uh, Goodbye Horses. Uh, that's the name of the uh, song. Mm, where Goodbye he's, Horses. Where he's doing the old uh, hide and go. No, there's,
4: there's a song know. called Wild Horses. Yeah. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
4: yep. I'm still trying to, I'm trying to remember how that sounds.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, so you, you ride around on a horse and you shoot targets. That's right. That's badass. Yeah.
5: I mean, it yeah. really is. Listen, I'm telling you, we're going next year. You guys are coming. We're going to do we're we're going to do a show from there. Matter of fact, maybe oh we don't God. even do a show. Maybe we we just, should
4: do a show from horseback.
5: Listen, oh, hey, I'm listen, I'm telling you, quite the experience, man. The food.
4: Can you imagine that, though.
1: I almost bought a cowboy hat this weekend too. Almost bought one. See, that's a sign. Should have bought it. You should have bought it. Yeah. All right. Can't wait. I'm just telling you, frontier
5: days, Wyoming get your yeah uh-oh <laughs> yeah this, oh. this is, oh. song, song. Oh, this is the song this yeah. is the dancing unicorn Tuck song. It in, bro. it's the unicorn song. i call it the unicorn would song you, would you love me i'd love me <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you, you ever see the dancing unicorn hey if you're out there and you're listening to this song and you're wait, listening wait, to us right now you
1: couldn't see the dancing unicorn in this scene he hit it look up
5: look up dancing unicorn <laughs> He's like dancing with samurai swords. (laughs) <laughs> it might be the most bizarre, <laughs> oddest video that you see, but he is dancing with them swords, <laughs> and he's straight unicorn mode.
1: Oh, my God. What a weird scene. Oh, my God. It is two pros, and it come to Joe <laughs> <Radio>. It's <laughs> such a bizarre it I is. mean, oh,
5: the song so takes on such bizarre meaning.
1: Once you hear the song, though, that's the, you immediately go back to that scene. Um, Ooh. All right. <laughs> 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 all right. It is LaVar to Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. We're going to have uh, the usuals coming Whoa. up later on. We've got, uh, <laughs> in case you missed it, we've also got an FSRIR. we got the BQ news. It's all yours. A, a three-hour extravaganza here on a Monday. Coming up next, though, uh, we could have some problems. We could have some major problems for a playoff contending team in the NFL if the reports are true at a camp. We'll get to those next here
3: on FSR. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano
1: on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It hey, not my That's my game, bro.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: There's plenty to celebrate in March and... Ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And any time is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: Yeah.
1: Setbacks. Yeah! 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's my jam! <laughs> G, 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 G. <laughs> it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country, wherever you are, making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so, and we're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific. Nice. Yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, the uh, NFL, there's been a, a change uh, in the NFL uh, this upcoming season uh, for the season, so the lowering of the helmet rule uh, has now been changed. Uh, previously, the rule uh, said that when a player initiates contact with an opponent, uh, that word has been removed. Now, the new rule states it is a foul if a player lowers his head and makes forcible contact with his helmet against an opponent. So that was uh, that was a new tweak, uh, and away we go with uh, you know people. I'm sure get it, that are going to be upset about this rule as well too and uh is just the nfl being more soft again et cetera, et cetera? but that's a new rule when it comes to to the league moving forward
4: so. this is actually a good move by the league because it does something else that i think uh had unintended consequence with the uh, the, the rule trying to just protect obviously head injuries right um but the language is much more clear now right lowers his head and makes forcible contact so it's giving you an action And it's giving you intent as part of that. And I think we all can kind of see sometimes the combination of those two things. Now, look, there's always going to be um, those gray areas and those ones that are are hard to see. But this is what they've done to help clean that up. So previously, it used to be imagine putting a bowl on your head. They considered any part of that helmet, right, that would be considered that bowl all the way around – they considered if you made contact with any part of that portion of your helmet to a defenseless player or to another player to the head and neck area and you made contact with that portion of your helmet, that was where you're gonna get a personal foul. Okay? So those are kind of the two rules. So you first first have to ask yourself, like, is that player defenseless? Right? But then more importantly, for this specific rule, uh, where was the contact made with what por- uh, portion of his helmet? All right, those are like the two things they're trying to clear up. So, look, it's it's smart because now that if you're looking at actually what they're looking at, they're looking at more the crown of the helmet, the actual like remember the old days when people would spear other guys and they would like they would leap or they would launch and they would hit you at the very top of their helmet. Now they're looking at that really twelve inch diameter all the way around the very top of the helmet. Yeah, uh, they, they call it like a six-inch radius, but that's really what it is. But now they're looking at that portion of it. So it's not going to include as much of the area above the face mask, which, again, LeVar, this is your expertise. Like, you want to see what you hit. Yep. And, like, sometimes guys were, like, actually, like, old school, like, forming up other players – but they you know, and, and you could tell that they weren't that wasn't the intent of what they were trying to do, but they still hit him with a portion of the helmet that was considered to be a personal foul.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think always in in the, the tackling tackling category, there's always going to be kind of it, it has to be up for I guess, you know, your interpretation of it because yeah, listen, I always teach and I've always been taught and the one thing that I always felt was most effective way of of tackling is eyes up and through. You definitely want to see what you're going to hit. But then there's always the question mark of there, there first of all to understand tackling is to understand that there is no perfect scenario. Like you can't it can you can't say okay, this is how you tackle and this is this is the way it's going to be because there's no in at any given moment it's different and and so you might have a guy that's faster than than the tackler is and and he may have to do you know a different different type of technique just to be able to get the guy down it may be sliding down to the legs it may be ankle tackling like there's so many different forms of tackling so when you get down into the the I guess the the weeds of when it's like the the considered defenseless receiver catching the ball over the middle or catching the ball and the defender is waiting there. It, it's always been, for me, safety first, but it's also been kind of like, man, you know, the one reward that a defender should be able to get when they make their reads and do it the right way, they should be rewarded with the ability to deliver a a, a blow. Yeah. You know, and, and so with that being said, it's now – I think the more rules and I I feel like I saw this a lot more last year, especially like when you see moments where you have a quarterback faking a slide and and doesn't go down and continues to run and scores a play. I think I think defenders will continue to get a little bit desensitized as to, you know, how to finish a play because there's so much interpretation to it now. Didn't Kenny Pickett do that? Yeah, Pickett did. They changed the rule after They changed the rule, yeah, (laughs) they outlawed it now. But, again, there's still just the game moves so quickly. So when you're talking about if a guy is egregious with dropping his head or the intent with dropping their head, that's an easy one. Like, I get that one. But there's still the element of somebody's head may drop for something different than intent to hurt or maim well you know what i mean that,
4: like, that's what came up during our meeting with uh, mike prayer and dean blandino was at times <clears throat> you're going to see both players lower and low man wins right we know that through leverage and you're going to see the offensive player lower his head lower his body or that strike point you're talking about and then the defensive player is like well i'm not going to be stood up by a running back I've got to get underneath him. So in the process of doing so, yeah, you're gonna have helmet to helmet collision and it might be with a portion of the helmet, but that's also where you get in the words that forcible intent. Yeah. Where, you know, they kind of look for those those triggers that are are you know, are they launching? Are they lowering or are they like kind of the way they're using their helmet? Are they using it more kind of as a weapon as, as they lower it down? Yeah. Um, there's, there's all those things they're trying to look for to then determine it and say, okay, the player wasn't defense, defenseless. And then on top of that, this wasn't, for, this wasn't forcible contact. This was just, you know, a football play, right? And so we're not going to throw a flag on that either.
5: Yeah, I think as long as the interpretation of when that intent is enforced, it's, it's just as, as long as it has, I guess, the integrity of if uh, if an offensive player – because offensive players always get the benefit of the doubt.
4: 100%. We've only seen it called, what, one
5: time, uh, I the, think? And the rule was put in place for them just as equally as well for defenders, and you just don't right. – running backs will lower their head and their shoulder on on a consistent basis. Like, you see it play out a lot of times. It's funny to me, like, even, even with face masks, if if a running back grabs a defender's face mask, Hamilton it never gets called. It, it never gets called. But if if you grab that defender's face mask while you're mushing him down to the ground, and he grabs your face mask, they'll call a face mask you, on you.
1: You think they should bring back the five yard and and fifteen yard face mask? Now everything's fifteen yards because some of these it, it's a glancing grab of a face mask, and they're getting popped fifteen. It feels too punitive. I mean, for some and of that's
5: them. what that's more so with quarterbacks though. You know, if you glance, if you touch the head, like it doesn't matter if you literally graze their head with your hand. You're getting flagged for that. They well, that's, do not. Th-
4: th- that's because they're considered defenseless in that position the pocket, and that's no different. Like if you look at a returner or a receiver, same thing. Like once you're considered defenseless, you don't. it doesn't have to be helmet-to-helmet contact. It could be any part of your body, hand, forearm, elbow, any part of it. So that's the different, you know, determination they're making is when you see that, that penalty flag thrown, there's two different rules. One is like 9 one in the rule book. The other one's nine one four. That's a 9 one That's mm-hmm. where the player's defenseless. And any part of the body that hits them to the head or neck area, that's going to draw a flag. So that's why you see that.
5: Yeah, I don't know. Football used to be football, defenseless, all that stuff. Oh, come on. The minute you go onto the field, you're supposed to be dangerous, not safe like stay dangerous don't stay safe so you you're supposed to be ready for the smoke no matter where you're at you cross those yeah. white lines that's serengeti yeah you're in the national wildlife. yeah you know? yeah
4: north hills hammer. Yeah. The hammer. Yeah. The hammer. the hammer has spoken yeah. and then you know? then what bang, happens bang. tom brady aaron Rodgers, all those guys get knocked out hurt and then we're not even talking about football yep. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get
5: out of here yeah, yeah. I mean, defenders would be talking about football. We'd be talking about how we knocked him the hell out. Like, yeah, that's, 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 that was yeah. the, yeah. Yeah. the mo chismo. Yeah. We're the mo of the game. <laughs> you're in yeah. the, well, is is you're you're the you Serengeti. It, how that, many times do you hey, hear of a defender being considered players. defenseless? Like <laughs> you, that defensive player way, is hurt,
4: yeah.
1: what did well. you just say? You step out there. It's that's the Serengeti. That's
4: right. That's, that's actually reserve. not true, by the way. They are doing things to uh, wait, wait, to help out the offensive does, players. Does
1: the Serengeti have uh, pools in the top deck? Uh, like they do in Jacksonville, or is that uh, no, like what that's, Serengeti that's, are we talking that's, about?
5: That's the to- that's the touristy side it, of the Serengeti. Oh,
1: it is. That's the no, tourist side. when you track. get out,
5: when you get in between the white lines of the Serengeti, like that's where the spectators <laughs> are that that, that are with the tour guides and stuff like but that. But
4: they they are eliminating like the cut blocks on the outside. Like offensive guys can't do that anymore. Yeah, they are you know you can't blind, even blind fact, side
5: blocks stuff like that they are well
4: even even within the tackle box now unless it's a part of your initial movement you can't cut someone like down the line even within the tackle box mm. it has to be a part of your first initial movement like they are doing a bunch of stuff you know how much
5: better to make careers would have been for oh, elite dude. players if that your if knees? those were man look here dude <sighs> Cut chop block was the death of a tall tall linebacker. I ain't, I don't care how good you are at playing chop blocks, it's the worst when you're tall. It's just yeah. it's just difficult, man. Do you ever play sucks. Army
1: or Navy in
4: college? No, no, okay. no but it didn't matter, You play Wisconsin probably. Yeah, bro. They used to Wisconsin. leg whip the hell out of people. <laughs> did uh, they you remember really? that? Remember <laughs> the old leg whip, bro, bro. <laughs>
5: I remember all kinds of all. That's the dirtiest move there is in (laughs) football. My
4: uncle played O line. He taught our offensive lineman that in like fourth or fifth grade. (laughs) What a okay. What is the? But you got to
5: keep in mind. I played against Denver while it was still Denver like right. while, while they were like they were known they were known as was the leg Sh- break
4: uh, was still there uh I'm maybe sure, yeah maybe just leg whipping the crap like, out was it
5: Neil and all those guys were on there was it nailing it's and like that, uh, tom Nealan. Tom yeah it's
4: it, it's like when you go to cut so let's say like you know you got an offensive lineman is down a three-point stance and he fires out to cut and then when he he starts to roll yeah, and when that's he where, rolls that's where it works. He he's that he then whips his legs to, yeah. tri- to like trip you into yeah. your legs.
5: And they whip it.
4: Like they yeah, really it's, whip it's, that it's leg. Like, it's like mixed martial arts, dude. Like it's not it's oh, not like it's man. some like I'm trying to trip you. They are <laughs> no, trying, to, trying like, to kick like, you. It's it's, it's kicking a kick. really it's a it is. kick. It's a kick. But, yeah. <laughs> you know,
5: everything to protect it was, it was, the cues, you know? Dude, I mean?
4: it was it was legal forever. and yeah. then it like, got outlawed, like, 20 years ago. But wow. I just love the fact that, like, I'll never forget watching it, like, fourth and fifth grade football and being like, oh, they're, like, teaching them to cut and then leg whip. Interesting.
1: Oh, man. That is funny. It is <laughs> well, uh, two pro. Tommy
4: just lost his ACL. <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: <laughs>
5: they were breaking legs, bro they were the lag so, breakers uh, let in let me just,
1: okay let me ask you this when when you when they released a block and they go down and roll. You're a defender, are, are so they, you got to try to take it on. You can't run yeah. out of the way. So are they are they acting as if they stumbled just no. so they could get to the leg whip? No. Or it's all part of the process? It's all part it's of it. It's all part of it, oh yeah. You go down
5: the first part of it's, it, if I get you, I got you. But if I didn't get you, then I'm rolling. If I didn't
4: yeah. get you with the roll, then I'm kicking my leg. It's a three-part yeah. series. Think about – so you love UFC. Think about someone shooting on someone in <laughs> yeah. an octagon. Right. Yeah. But then if they miss – right if they they try to roll their body then they they start to roll and they they go for a kick like while they're on the ground
1: (laughs) what a backup plan though if you miss your block hey i got this at my disposal yeah you roll your body (laughs) i missed the block well think about it
5: when you miss the block you're right they're right in front of you as you miss the block you go down and you turn your body towards where he's going and you roll so you're still like they're trying to take on the blocker they get the head, they push them back, then they go down and they roll into you. Then then if you beat the roll, then they kick and the leg <laughs> swings around. and It's a kick and and they usually catch you right on your shin. And it is the worst. It's the worst thing ever. Back of the cleat, heel of the cleat. <laughs> like skin and, and meat in the heel of their shin, like in, in the heel of their shoe or in your sock. You go off to the sideline, you'd be like all kinds of profanity looking at all the skin off of, oh, your, off of your shin.
1: I love offensive linemen. Come dirt bags, on. man. <laughs> dirt bags. Dirt bags. Yeah, you know what, though? They're creative, though. That's, that's a hell of a thing that They're, they were able they to do for years and years. Dirt bags,
5: bro. And then imagine you, you're defeating that leg whip, and then here comes a fullback, which they don't do that anymore. But just imagine if there was like an back or a fullback or, or a pooler Leading through, you know, or something to that effect,
1: man. Like, that's. Yeah, but you know what? In defensive, of offensive linemen, they they overeat for 15, 20 years of their life. Then they lose it all. Oh, when they yeah. Retire. Then they then they get out. They look like marathon like runners. 230.
5: Yeah. Like, you used to be 330. Now you're 230. Yeah. So I, I still ain't figured that one out. I, I'm at two. Yeah. And I can't figure out how to get to two, saying, two, two thirty. Your mic. Can we go out back there. over the tape there. Yeah. What, what, what did you say, Lavar? Yeah, your yeah, mic. i you <laughs> <saying>? athletic greens
4: <laughs> I thought we were back on track with AG one, baby.
5: Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know.
4: I've been good. Oh, I, no, I've been good. Have said, I've, I've, oh, wait, i should've, I should. I should have said baby. Yeah. yeah it's, all can, right. can, it's all right. All right. Well, because because you know if you saw Pete Rose. Oh yeah. Hot
5: water. Yeah. Pete Rose. We heard Berto say it a little earlier. Yeah, Yeah. well, I'm not going to touch that. I'm just going to let you take us to the break yeah. on that one. Well, listen, yeah. no, that's, uh, that's, that's right. what we do here, broadcast yeah. professionals
1: <laughs> uh, here yeah. on Two Pros and a Cup Dang, of Joe. Thank you. Yeah.
4: Just, uh, well, I, uh, no, if about he about train wreck an ending. It was more the way he ended the interview, it yeah. felt like. Yeah. like. Had he not said, you know. Yeah. But he was still going to be in hot water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Rose. Look, look, look it's Pete (laughs) Rose. Well, the the best, the the, the one thing I was thinking of when he got, obviously, people were giving a lot of pushback for what he said. I was, he was like, oh, it's 55 years ago. You're like, well, yeah, dude, but like, it doesn't make it like right now. And, And like, how old were you then? Like, you were still being asked about it, but.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Well, listen, uh, don't worry. He'll be at the uh, forum shops uh, at Caesars Palace. He'll
5: definitely be uh, signing. So,
1: so if you need him, uh, that's where you'll find
5: him. He hey,
4: that man uh, makes a
5: living off of signing. Way, and, was... and his
4: girlfriend will be right there next door.
5: <laughs> yes, she will. I heard about, I heard about that.
1: Uh, it is
5: two I it they have pros. a reality show
4: together.
1: Uh, yeah, they've. Uh, it's very interesting. Uh, a lot of stuff from Pete Rose. Uh, I, I've heard uh, some other stories about Pete Rose uh, that probably can't uh, be told on the air. Oh, uh, think from Andy Furman, uh, who is friends with him uh, from Pete's time in Cincinnati. Uh, I definitely like to gamble like there is no there is uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Big fan of the uh, ponies as well, too. Fox, an epic matchup
0: between your two favorite teams. And you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance. Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.
3: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Two pros and a cup of Joe
1: here. Fox Sports Radio, LaVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in about 20 minutes from now, we are going to have another edition of the FSR IR as we report uh, some injuries, issues, and ailments from a a busy weekend uh, for every member of the show here. So that'll be be a good time. Um, All right, so uh, I know you guys were wondering... What is the situation with the Carolina Panthers and their quarterback? Yeah, we're we're looking for some updates. Big time. Big time update from the Carolina Panthers. According to Matt Rule, the head coach, uh, the Carolina Panthers are going to be making a decision by the second preseason game. All right, so that is the uh, that is the speculation. Uh, we've been wondering, all right, when's this going to happen? Matt Rule says uh, he won't make a decision uh, until after that second preseason game against New England. Uh, and so, therefore, we got to wait for the first one. But once week two of the preseason hits, uh, it looks like we are going to have uh, some sort of solid ground at quarterback for the Panthers, which makes me wonder if that's all it's going to take. Uh, and it's anywhere close to being a real competition, don't you have to give the job to Mayfield considering he's been there about 15 minutes? And if he's already uh, kept the competition that close, not knowing the offense as well as Sam Darnold has, to me, Mayfield's got to be the guy. Like, if it's, if it's really close, why would you start Sam Darnold knowing that Mayfield's only going to feel more comfortable with the more refs he has in the offense?
4: I mean, can we go back a step further? Like, why wouldn't you just... Why would you go after Baker Mayfield if you didn't think he was better than Sam Darnold? Yeah. I just I I, so, I I don't know that you need him to do anything there. It was the it was just the decision to go get Baker Mayfield. Like you wouldn't have added him if you didn't think that he could be or he is better than what you already have. So that that's more how I see it. And it's like maybe they feel like they would let Sam Darnold start initially just because Baker's not up to snuff with the offense. And that's that's a real thing. Like I try to explain to people it's, it's like speaking a different language. It's like you were asked to go in your job and you were asked to speak French or you're asked to speak Spanish that day. And you're like, wait a second. Like I've, I've got to learn a whole new language to communicate what I'm trying to get out of or get from my customer or to my employees or whatever the case is. That's what you're being asked to do as a quarterback when you're in a different offense with a different language to it. So uh, it, it might just take Baker Mayfield a little bit of time, but he's going to be the starter. It, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when.
5: I just wonder if I can play the other side of it for a moment. If if you're looking at the comparables, they're very comparable guys. There's one guy that maybe you give a reprieve because he struggled when his best player, his his best, most dynamic offensive weapon was out if if i'm able to get an insurance policy in a baker mayfield that can be a starter because i could be at the end of my rope or or the end of my uh my my runway in terms of being able to lead this team as a head coach i don't i don't think that it's beyond the the realm of 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 reasoning or sensibility to have a starting level quarterback um, on my roster as a backup. I mean, for what it's worth, one of them is going to be a backup and one of them both of them have been starters and had high draft picks in in the league. So maybe this is a come to Jesus moment for, for Darnold in, in Carolina where it's it's show up or or get out of the way. It's it's either use the pot or or get off of it for Sam Darnold and and if he can if he can get out there and do what he needs to do then there's a possibility that that Baker Mayfield could be the backup quarterback to Sam Darnold in in Carolina and even if they did bring him in there with the idea that we there's no reason for us to bring Baker Mayfield in here if we have no intentions of starting him I would agree with that but as a player And and if I'm still in that starting position as Sam Darnold, I got some built-up value. I got some built-up equity as well in my career, and I'm not going to just give away my job, like use that as motivation. This possibly could be the motivating factor that makes Sam Darnold better. Keeping McCaffrey healthy could make Sam Darnold's career or his campaign this year
1: better. It's crazy to think that whoever loses this job – that's pretty much it, right? As far as start, uh, their time as a starting quarterback in the NFL, barring injury or something like that, the the book is going to be written on either guy. And what, we're four years into their career. They're uh, in in new places now. And Baker Mayfield's had, I mean, how many different coaches did he have in Cleveland? How many different? I mean, there's a lot of stuff. He, he went three. through as well, too. Those three. Um, I just, it, it's weird to think that these were the first two quarterbacks taken in that draft class, and now they're battling – for you know, in large part, they're like they're battling for their career. Like this is like like well, this is it for
4: them. Think about that class, okay? If you, if I was to ask you which quarterbacks got drafted to the worst situations, you probably would have said obviously Baker yep. in Cleveland, yep, and then Sam Donald with the Jets, yep, who neither are there anymore. And then Rosen, and, and then you say Rosen, yep, and he and now he was taken, um, what after. Before Lamar Jackson, but obviously after Josh Allen, yeah, they
1: traded up to ten to get him, and Josh Allen was seven to the Bills.
4: Right. Yeah. So in looking at that, you're going okay, but I mean, really, it's it just goes back to situation and circumstance. We can talk about it all we want because that's that's the reality of the NFL, and it's it's it tends to be highlighted with quarterbacks, but a lot of times it's any player. I mean, you get teams sometimes that would draft you that hey, they're a three four scheme and they want you to play a position you haven't played before, right? It's unfair. It's unfair to the player. They're trying to you know, stick you in a position you're like, okay, like they, they, they love the talent, they love your ability, but they're trying to make you into something that isn't really something you've done in the past. It's an entirely different deal. Uh, but, again, that, that's just the reality of how the league works. I think the interesting thing is going to be you know, once we get into the season, whoever starts, whoever starts, if there's a change, <laughs> that's a bad sign for Matt Rule. Because if, if, that means they're not winning football games, right? If it's Sam Darnold, if, if this resurgence in his career, like LeVar kind of touched on, if, if that happens, okay. Like, like Now you're not worried about anything. But if you go to Baker Mayfield, if Sam starts, now you're worried about Matt Rule a little bit. And I also wonder how that plays a factor into who starts. Like If you're David Tepper and you have the red ass right now for your head coach because past two years haven't gone great, You know, you like like you could see improvements. I mean, their defense is a really good. They were number two overall last year. Like, they're a good defense, but you haven't seen that improvement on the offensive side. Now, granted, McCaffrey hasn't been healthy, but you might be looking and saying, "Look, man, I I need to see more progress from you." And then you start Sam Darnold, and he starts turning the football over, and they start losing football games. If you're David Tepper, you might be like, "Yeah, I'm going to move on." Like, if that's like like we're doing the same stuff we did last year. I I do wonder how that plays a factor into how Matt Rule is going to look at this quarterback competition and who's ultimately going to start because, you know, you can always go back to Sam Darnold. I feel like if you go Sam first, things don't work out. It's it's almost like he's going to judge your decision-making just on that alone, given that you already spent a year with Sam Darnold last year and obviously things didn't work out the way you'd hoped.
1: And, And David Tepper does seem like the type of owner that would fire a coach in season. Like there's some organizations, they don't want to do that. David, he does seem like a guy that would pull the trigger. On I that. think you do hold Baker until you're ready
5: to play him for that very reason. That's like your, your last ace in the sleeve. You know, that's your last, that's your last round. And you, you, you didn't use that, that, that six shooter. That's your number six. That's your six bullet. So if you're
1: gonna fire that one, that better be your silver bullet. If Sam Darnold wins this job and Baker Mayfield's the backup quarterback for the opener against the Browns, that's
5: wild. That would be wild. Like you thought he because was humble before. Think he's not. He's not in Cleveland anymore. It's not because he can't play football. Like I think people have to understand that he is not out of Cleveland because he is a, a bad football player. But but nonetheless, he's out of Cleveland. Yeah. And they gave a blockbuster deal to someone else under everybody knows the story. So now the question becomes, how do we view Baker Mayfield? How do we view him? Is he an average quarterback? Is he better than average quarterback? Is he below average? Like, what is Baker Mayfield? To me, I think that he's a a solid NFL quarterback. He has proven to be a solid, if not a smidge better NFL quarterback. So, what yeah. does that equate to in Carolina?
4: It's a big question. I I think he's the type of quarterback that's, you know, reliant on what's around him. It, you know, he's not Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's he's not that sort of talent where, when things break down, they each have an extraordinary ability in some fashion or form. I mean, Lamar when he takes off, look he. Maybe it's the closest thing that I've ever seen to, to Mike Vick as far as his running style and how, how much he can affect the game in that way. Yeah. You know, Josh Allen's arm and also his athleticism for his size, I mean, he's gigantic. He's like every bit of 6'5", 245 pounds, whatever he is, and he can move. Like, he's got some wiggle to him. Like he's an athlete, and he's got a rocket for an arm. Like, that, that's, that's unlike anything else in that, that quarterback draft class. And so when you see when things aren't perfect, and in the NFL, things aren't perfect probably 40% of the time. Like I would say roughly 40% of the time, there's going to be a breakdown somewhere. Protection, route, something's happened. Something's not exactly how it would have been drawn up. And so you have to rely on some of those skills. And that's one of the biggest differences is when you're a guy like Baker Mayfield, who doesn't have the arm strength of Josh Allen, doesn't have the athleticism of Lamar Jackson – you have to play within the confines of conventional football. And that be, that makes you way more reliant on everything else out around you. So that's the tough part. Like He kind of came in, and I, I said this when he came in the league, his extraordinary talent was his accuracy. Like He was one of the most accurate quarterbacks watching his tape from Oklahoma when he came into the league. Well, a lot of that changes when you go through different offenses, you have different personnel, you've got all these moving things around you. It makes you play with less confidence. It makes you play with the less ability to anticipate, and you're not going to be as accurate. And if if that's really what you're hanging your hat on, that becomes something that's tough to hold on to if you're going to bounce from team to team to team. So we'll we'll see how this you know this looks for Baker Mayfield, but even for Sam Darnold to a degree, you know, same things. Talking about you know what what was his extraordinary ability. He was solid at pretty much everything, but there wasn't that one thing, and I think that's what ultimately hurts you is then you have to have everything go right out around you if you want to ultimately be successful, and it's so rare that that all comes together and works out that way. Oh,
3: oh, oh, O'Reilly!
4: You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts.
3: Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love